Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. I'm Ashley Pickle, the video director for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine and texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, texasfootball.com, or you're listening to us on the podcast version, which you can listen to on the podcast version podcast vendor of your choice rather um i forgot to upload the podcast yesterday even though i specifically told myself on the show in front of all of you that i was going to do it and then i forgot so we're going to do it today (laughs) so yes if you're listening to us on the podcast uh vendor of your choice welcome thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i am sitting here sitting over there in the birthday hell corridors (laughs) Running the show, making us look good. She looks way better than I do because, bam, look at it. It's not my birthday yet. If you guys are just joining, <laughs> it's tomorrow. But thank you for giving me this headband. Tomorrow is Mal Pal's birthday. We will not be having a show tomorrow, so we're celebrating her TFT birthday today. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, 330 days until Thanksgiving. And, of course, we're going to say it, the birthday tomorrow of <laughs> our very own mal pal she's turning like 49 or something tomorrow so yes. uh 50 actually 50 Thank oh you. wow it's a big one man i would have gotten more headbands big if i would have realized it was that <laughs> um but you share a birthday who with lebron james lebron james and, and betty, uh, white. betty white so i uh, i like that i was gonna say three goats in their goats. in their own realm <laughs> of course one of them stands out above all the other uh, yes betty white you no, Betty White. In your, <laughs> your crowns. <laughs> Too good. I'm so glad she's amusing me by doing that. Um, this is episode 1,304. And on today's show, friends, we will... Uh, I caught up with Grev, Greg Powers, last night, actually. It is a pre-recorded this week in recruiting. But we have a ton to talk about. And Powers touches a little bit on some of the National Signing Day stuff since we haven't been able to visit with him since... National Signing Day. Um, and then on the back end of the show, we're going to do Cruton Continued. So Mallory and I went through and, and kind of found some names that we wanted to make sure that we really highlighted from that National Signing Day. And then some of the big names that still haven't been picked up yet. They're still on the shelf. If you saw my tweet earlier, we couldn't think of anything that rhymed.
to a shelf that works. <laughs> so we're just going to call it Cruton Continued. <laughs> uh, before we get to that, birthday girl tomorrow. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Daniel Agnew, Aaron Arbuckle, and Jake McNeil. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, fellas, to the Malpal birthday spectacular tomorrow. You're never going to let this go. I'm not. <laughs> this whole show. Absolutely not. This is all that this <laughs> show is. This is the whole reason we're having a show. Yeah, it's really not. It's, well, that and people want to uh, see more Griv. So with that being said, last night I caught up with Nexel Athletes' Greg Powers to talk some this week in Cruton. Here is our conversation with Greg Powers. I'm Ashley Pickle. That's Greg Powers, and this is This Week it's this week in recruiting it doesn't matter if we're in studio out of studio the crouton is still there am i right awesome time of year for crouton no doubt the crouton's always going on it crouton does not stop and you know what else doesn't stop our proud partners our proud sponsors of this segment chicken express they're always there just like crouton it doesn't stop I know, and it's the perfect week to go get you some Chicken Express. If it's uh, New Year's Eve, get your party started right, you want to get some extra padding in your belly so you can go out drinking, Chicken Express is a good lunch to have. It's Friday this year, so everybody has to be ready. You're not wrong, and you're just you're probably tired of cooking at this point. Like You're tired of cooking an exponential amount for the family, so this works out perfectly for literally everyone in every stretch of the way. No doubt. All right, it is This Week in Recruiting brought to you by Chicken Express. Let's go ahead and get right on to it. It's the prospect on the rise. This one, Stephenville wide receiver Koi Aiken. If you haven't heard of him before, well, you have uh, probably heard of him now. This guy put on a literal clinic. I'm talking like my dad was at the state championship games, and he texted me in the middle of it and said, why haven't I heard of this guy before? And I was like, welcome to the greatness. Koi Aiken it has been I mean he was unbelievable well I'm glad that we get to talk a little bit of state championships this week because we had the week off last week uh, following the state championship game and there are a couple of prospects in the notebook this week and, and really things have blown up for Coy since the state championship game his offer list is completely uh, flipped upside down you know he he came into that game with some smaller offers I would look at his list and say you know he had some schools like uh UIW, I think, was a pretty good offer for him, Lamar, at that time. But now, um, fast forward the clock just a couple of weeks, he's got Western Kentucky, Sam Houston, Texas State, North Texas, Arkansas State. And his first big-time P5 offer from Washington State just came in. So his list is uh, looking a little bit stronger, I would say, heading into what would be the second National Signing Day here at the beginning of February. And he's going to have to make some – tough choices but now he's going to have to be able to kick back and take some official visits and possibly uh, check out some of these big schools that are now coming after him I don't maybe we'll see a few more but things have to be really exciting in the Aiken family right now is they're able to see all this opportunity flow in for him I like him as a guy who could play on either side of the football too I mean we saw all, all year what he could do on both sides of the football leading Stephenville to a state championship game and I think that he has the length and to be a, a you know a center field style free safety but he also shows great hands and concentration to go up and make tremendous catches over the top of defensive back so whatever side of the ball he ends up on I think a school is going to be getting not only getting a guy who has playmaking skills but is a that is a guy that also works hard and loves his football team 
I think that really came through. Talking to him after the game, um, seeing him win that MVP award, he loves his teammates, and I think that he'll bring that to the table in college. And I think that came to light ex- like exponentially when he had the play where they fumbled. LBJ had fumbled the ball or threw an interception, and he went over there after being the receiver that had missed the pass and punched it out to be able to get his team to score a touchdown in that state championship game. And I think that that's what stuck through most to me was the fact I had seen him play earlier on in the year, and it was one of those things where he was a guy that you were like, okay, he's got a lot of talent that I didn't realize necessarily that he had. On top of that, when you add that passion and that drive and everything, then it's like, man, this guy's the full package. It's, it's really nice getting to watch Texas high school football, I think, week in and week out. You take, you take it for granted sometimes, right? You know, there's a guy like this sitting on Stephenville's roster. A lot of people overlooked him all year long, and it's really nice to be able to see that he's now getting appreciated for those efforts. But for every Koy Aiken, there's another five who's not getting the same attention, and that's just what we're blessed to watch every week when we, uh, you know, go watch a game under the Friday Night Lights. You're not wrong at all. Let's go ahead and move on to our commit of the week. This one out of the 210 area, Converse Judson defensive tackle, Johnny Bowens. And um, this seems like a tale as old as time almost. He had two schools he was deciding between, and that was Texas A&M and Texas. And he, uh, he committed Texas A&M on Christmas Day. So he picked the Aggies over Texas and a guy that, I mean, at 6'3", 270, a hoss. Yeah, no doubt. And he has experience playing multiple positions up front. I like his overall projection as a defensive tackle, but, you know, he could be that strong side defensive end in a 3-4 as well. And he plays for the same high school as as Texas A&M's stud, DeMarvin Leal. So there's a connection there, and he's the next great one coming through that pipeline. Very explosive, knows how to use his hands, but he can really overpower offensive linemen or overwhelm them at the point of attack. And he has a quick first step for a big fella. So he's able to get off the line quickly and make things happen. Uh, Really just causes problems up front a lot. And I think he has an extremely high upside, too. You know, he's already a DCTF four-star, but he's one of these guys who we could be looking at making a huge rise as we get some more tape on him, get to see him maybe possibly in some camps this upcoming spring. Uh, Converse Judson had a little bit of a down year, but don't take it – don't take anything away from their talent. They've got plenty of talent on that roster. Moving on now to our underclassmen of the week. Again, this is this week in recruiting with Next Level Athletes, Greg Powers. Let's move on to our underclassmen of the week. And this one, how about Franklin 2023 athlete Bryson Washington? And I've got to tell you, so Ish Malpal and I were all at the state semifinal game between Franklin and Wascom, which was a beautiful clash in styles we were like this one's going to be over in an hour and a half I mean super quick game here (laughs) and Bryson Washington absolutely lit it up you get to the state championship game and you see Malik Murphy and you think okay wow they've got a stud but Bryson Washington is one of those guys that has unbelievable explosive play power and one that if you paid attention to him any other time other than that state championship game you're gonna say that's a kid who can play some football you know, Bryson Washington is a guy who caught my eye during the state seven-on-seven tournament back in College Station uh, in July or late June. Uh, really athletic guy. What I thought at that time is I really don't know what position he's going to play in college. And I think maybe some colleges were thinking the same thing. And that's why I don't think his offer list really popped off. You know, 
really as early as some other guys because he's uber talented. But go to the state championship game, and he not only dominated on the offensive side of the football, uh, keep in mind, he was like probably going to be the player of the game until Murphy went off at the very end and scored a couple long touchdowns and like cemented MVP honors. But he also was a warrior on the defensive side of the ball. This guy never left the field, right? He was always on the field making plays, no matter whether it was on offense or defense. I always kind of thought he was going to be a safety. That was kind of my projection for him. He's right at that six-foot marker, maybe 5'11", six foot, 190, 195 pounds. So, you know, the question was, did he, does he have the length to be a safety? Well, guess what? It really doesn't matter. This dude can play, and he does have the length. He's, he's got long arms. He gets to the football quickly. And I don't even know if safety's his best spot now. I mean, he just slides off of arm tackles and makes big plays, very shifty in the open field, has good feet to make tacklers miss in space. Uh, but either side of the football, he's going to get offers on both sides. He's going to have to make a decision. Does he want to play offense or does he want to play defense? He told me after the game that he prefers defense, but a lot of schools are now looking at him on the offense, offensive side of the ball, and he just doesn't care. He just wants to play in college, and now he's going to have that opportunity with schools like UTSA, Iowa State, North Texas, offering since the state championship games final whistle blew. And that's really interesting to me because watching him, obviously you look at Franklin and you see them run that slot T offense. And that's not something that you'll see in college. You can see the triple option, I guess, if you go to army, but other than that, it's kind of a, a wide open realm there. And so that was something that we were wondering the whole time that we were watching, we're like, we can tell how talented this kid is but which position does he fit best in considering he is basically just Mr. Explosive when it comes to high school offenses? I got an answer for you, Pickle. We're going to take the easy way out. We're going to list him as an athlete. My guy, ATH. That's the problem or the solution to all of our problems. We love to see it. And finally, moving on down to our recruit of the week. This one, not a state championship team, just a darn good athlete. Arlington Bowie offensive guard Devin, uh, Devin Campbell. He recently announced again, as we said, a tale as old as time. He's coming down to two schools here. This one, the Red River rivalry in between Texas and Oklahoma. And you've got to think, if you've got offer from both of those schools and those are your last two, probably pretty stinking good at football. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a good battle. I give the edge to Texas right now. He's the number one rated offensive guard in the state. This is a huge recruitment for Texas. Um, they've been high on his list for a really long time. But I have to say that OU has a really good track record in the city of Arlington to go down into the D south of DFW and, and grab some of the top players. So it'll be really interesting to see what he decides on February 3rd. That's the date that he has, you know, penciled in to make his decision. Uh, Campbell's one of 24 players who's playing in the Under Armour All-American game on January 2nd. And if you're a Texas high school football fan, that's a game that you have to watch. I think Texas has about five commitments in it. I think I counted nine Texas A&M commitments from the state of Texas. So it's going to be a loaded uh, game for Texas high school football. And Harold Perkins, you know, the, the most highly coveted, um, uncommitted prospect is going to be making his decision in that game, picking between Texas, Texas A&M, and LSU. And I give the Aggies the edge in that recruitment right now. So we'll say one for Texas, Devin Campbell, that's what we're thinking, and possibly one for Texas A&M and Harold Perkins maybe announcing in the Under Armour All-American game. So it'll be, a, it'll be a lot of fun this week as, you know, we start to put a ribbon on the 2022 class 
and start to turn our focus to 2023, but there are still some big time recruits left undecided. And I would be remiss at that point if I didn't ask you. I mean, we haven't really been able to talk a whole lot of Cruton since um, since that early right. signing day happened on the same day as the state championships that first Wednesday. So when you're taking a look back at some of those recruits that really signed on the 15th, what did you see and are able to say that's a really big pickup for a couple of these schools? Well, first off, you have to look at Texas and Texas A&M. Well, Texas A&M will start with them. They signed the number one class in the entire country. That's saying something. Then they added Denver Harris to it, the number one player in the DCPF Rising cover boy as like the cherry on top. They're a main player for Harold Perkins, as we just talked about. He's making his decision in the Under Armour game. Um, I think that they'll get him. So just adding a little bit more to that. What they did on the defensive front was not only the guys that they were able to sign from in-state, but some of the guys that they signed from out-of-state. Uh, they signed a big defensive tackle from Florida. They signed one from Tennessee who's been – you know, the number one defensive lineman in the country, they have really reloaded up front, you know, and I think that's really impressive. And on Texas, who probably is the number two team in the state, well, not probably, they're clearly the number two team in the state, um, they did a really good job closing strong. You know, they, they got some really good talent um, coming in the pipeline there for Steve Sarkeesian, and I really like the fact that they were able to get Kelvin Banks, five-star offensive tackle coming down the stretch. They were able to close strong and sign guys like Terrence Brooks, who was committed to Ohio State at one point, actually made his decision on the first day of the early signing period to flip from Ohio State to Texas. And they have guys coming in like Brian Allen, Jadon Blue, and Brennan Thompson, who are all really, you know, bright Texas high school football stars. So Texas did a really good job as well. I think they finished off at number five. So when you have the number one team in the country and the number five team in the country, both in state, I think that the futures are bright with both of those programs. And I'm just going to straight up put you on the spot here because that's what we do around these parts and you're an expert here. So were it. there any commitments that necessarily kind of surprised you at all for that early signing period? Well, one that I didn't know about or kind of caught me off guard was Texas Tech was able to land a commitment from Landon Hollaby, four-star cornerback. Um, you know, Joey McGuire did a really good job out of the gates getting some good players on Texas Tech commitment list. But this was like, you know, kind of like that guy. You know, he was a DCTF four-star wire-to-wire. Uh, his he has the lineage, right? His brother plays at Texas. He has a football runs in his family, so I think he gets it. I think that that was probably going to be, you know, one of the ones that kind of just came out of nowhere for me. I really didn't expect that one. And, and really, when you look at some of the other classes, I think this isn't going to be necessarily talking about, like, which guy signed with which program. I was a little bit surprised that – Top to bottom, after you get out, after you get outside of Texas, Texas A&M, that there just weren't as many signings with all the rest of the programs. I think that when I added it up on uh, the first day of the early signing period, if you added up the bottom five classes in the state of Texas, I think that they only had 24 or 25 signees, which is typically one full class. So there weren't as many signees. So I'm really interested to see what now happens. From now until, you know, the February signing day, is that rectified or are these schools really going to be that serious in the transfer portal to make a difference on their roster? You know, everybody wants that immediate player that can come in and change their team right away. But I'm seriously curious about how this is going to affect rosters three or four years down the line. 
Will they have the depth? And has college football now changed completely to where we don't, you know, really, you know, if you're worried about the now so much, right? You're worried about the now so much. Do you kind of forfeit the future of your program to get it all done right now? And what will that future be like down the road? And that led me into the final last question of Greg Powers on the spot. That's what we're calling this entire segment is um, realistically signing day. We're putting that in like big air quotes here of signing day in February. Is there a certain person, a certain kid that you're looking at and saying, you absolutely need to keep an eye on where this guy is going because he didn't opt up to do that early signing day period? Well, we talked about Harold Perkins. We talked about Devin Campbell. Um, those were the top two guys. We just published a story uh, at DCTF here in the last week of the top seven uncommitted prospects in the state who were looking to make their decision, you know, before the early – well, not the early signing period, but national, national signing day. But as I look through that list, there's a guy that I think is a sleeper, and I want to talk about him a little bit, and that's Caleb Douglas, a wide receiver – who was a one-time quarterback that kind of just transitioned into what I think is going to be a, he's going to be a star type of player. I think he's really good. I think he flew under the radar for a large part portion of that um, large portion of that you know developmental period, and, and now schools have really woken up to him. He's picked up a recent offer from Notre Dame and has a lot of top programs all after him a lot. And another wide receiver to join him is DJ Allen, a one-time TCU commit. Uh, from Gladewater, who is just a freak show. Can play on either side of the football, I think, but, you know, he ranks very highly as a wide receiver. Those are two guys that I'm keeping a close eye on, but I have to also give a shout-out to our own Ishmael Johnson's favorite player in the state, and that's Anthony A.J. Holmes at Spring Westfield. If you're looking for a defensive tackle, this guy is going to be an absolute steal. I think he could be the next Ed Oliver type of guy in the Houston program if they're able to get him. I don't know where he's going to go. I have no insight about what he's going to do or what who he's going to sign with. But for some reason, something just pulls me to Houston. Because he's at Spring Westfield and Ed Oliver did play there, and he was the Houston Touchdown Club Defensive Player of the Year as well, uh, there's a lot of connections there. And if Dana Holgerson can get him, that's going to be the defensive guy that you really have to keep an eye on that could change the way that you look at Houston's class. I have seen him play in person. I saw him play um, against Spring in their heated rivalry there at Cypher um, ISD Stadium. And I can tell you that, yes, he is a boss, but a guy that is always a boss for us, <laughs> Craig Powers. Powers, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I guess, honestly, I, this is weird because we've got a little Christmas tree action happening here, but we'll probably see you back in the studio next week, hopefully. All right, we'll see you then. Thumbs up. <laughs> it was weird because it was one of those things. It's like I had said what I needed to say and he said what he needed to say. And then usually it's a pretty smooth transition into, and that's Greg Powers. You can follow him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I can't Wait, do we're that. A, so we're not in studio. You know what I should do? A thumbs up. <laughs> Pickle stamp of approval, I guess. Like... Anyway, we appreciate Greg Powers joining us uh, to take a look at, at this week in recruiting and obviously a ton of stuff. This is, like you said, a busy a busy point in the year for recruiting and kind of right in between that time of early signing day and the national signing day, which didn't used to be that way, but that's the way it is now. So we appreciate him joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Scout and follow Next Level Athlete at Next Level D1. 
We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon talking football in the Lone Star State. We hope you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. No better time to do it than now um, since we're talking so much about recruiting today. Our uh, Rising Magazine, which I should have grabbed one because they actually came in the office finally. Yeah. Um, but that one is out. It takes a look at over 400 of the top prospects in the state. Mm -hmm. And uh, Power spends a lot of time and he takes those those player rankings really seriously so all of that goodness is in there and and if you sign up now you can get one sent in the mail to you you don't want to miss it Denver Harris gracing the cover there but with all of that being said Mal Pal, let's do some Cruton continued Cruton continued <laughs> is, is uh, what we're going to call this so we're going to take a look at uh, Powers mentioned a whole lot of them but some of the ones that really really stuck out to us in this 2022 class we'll take a look at I think six of the guys that really stood out in the class of 2022 that did go ahead and sign on National Signing Day and then we'll take a look at three of them that Powers mm -hmm. had mentioned that there are still some really um, big names in that Hot 100 list that are going to wait until actual National Signing day so up first let's take a look and just kind of go over six of the ones that really really stood out to us and ones I think you can talk about this too of us sitting there in AT&T Stadium on the 15th watching the six-man games going oh where did he sign oh who just landed there right right um, so it's just some big ones here that the, we kind of went through some of the schools. Texas obviously landing Summer Creek offensive tackle Kelvin Banks was huge. This was one that we had had our eyes on. I mean, Powers and I, man, we we saw him at the Next Level Athlete Camp in, oh, goodness, was that 2019? No, it was at the very, very beginning of 2020 before, you know, everything started. Gestures broadly, right. everything hit, hit. But we were super interested to see a massive, massive pickup for uh, Coach Sarkeesian and, and what he's doing down there. Uh, Dana Holgerson, the man with the – did you see the Birmingham trophy that he came home with yesterday? I didn't. I watched a little bit of that game, but I didn't actually see that. It was bigger than – like, it's like this Birmingham Bowl guy, and he's got, like, this – like sword in his hand thing I don't know anyway the thing that was, was awesome. bigger than the airplane seat like the back the back of the Jeez. airplane seat so anyway Holgerson pulling in uh Klein Kane wide receiver Matthew Golden and this was a huge pickup for them especially man being able to go and recruit in your area and and bring home someone and keep him in the Houston area as a current G5 school as well I mean of course mm -hmm. they're going to move up in a couple years to the Big 12 but currently right now that's a Huge, huge pool keeping him home like that um and then for Baylor this one was their highest ranked prospect uh coming in I think he's the 26th number 26 in our DCTF top 100 uh the Amari Winfield out of Louisville and this was one that we he he was basically deciding between Baylor and Texas and for Dave Aranda to go ahead and pull this in I mean he is he is a talented guy on the outside that Baylor will be able to use mm -hmm. Then moving on, Texas A&M bringing in a Tascacita offensive tackle, Cameron Dewberry. This is a name just like Kelvin Banks that we were like, there's basically the two powerhouses at offensive tackle. Which one are they going to go? One goes to Texas, one goes to Texas A&M. So um, moving on into Texas, SEC play will be uh, fun with those two. Yeah, I was going to say, Texas A&M, they rank number one in the class of 2022. They've got five five stars and, f what, 
at 19 four stars. So when you see a guy like that mm-hmm. committing to Texas A&M, you're like, oh, there's another four five star commit. Good yeah, exactly. Grief. Yeah, he's a he's a four star, and it's like, oh, you know what? Just another one. Let's just keep right. adding to the They're list. They're gonna be scary in a couple years. Yeah, no kidding. Especially with that size too. Yeah. TCU. This is one that might have flown under people's radar here. That. It's, it's another high school prospect that we're sitting here going, someone offer him. You're not going to regret it. Someone mm-hmm. offer him. Amarillo Tascosa athlete Major Everhart has been, I mean, just unbelievable in uh, during his high school career. He's the 49th prospect in the DCTF Hot 100, um, and he's in ranked number five at the athlete position. But he is he's a little bit undersized in my mind but man he's speedy quick and I think that if they utilize him right Sonny coach Sonny Dykes will be able to turn him into a really good college player so that that was one I threw on there because I thought it might have gone a little bit under people's radar and then to round it all out here Powers obviously talked about it but Tech being in a poll to pull in Mansfield Timberviews cornerback Landon Hullaby this was one that it was like okay, Joey McGuire is flexing his high school football muscles there because we saw him bring in, I mean, obviously on day one, he was bringing three in Cedar Hill recruits. guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's insane. And to go ahead and to get him to, to flip here and, and go to tech, that's, that's huge. Cause he was at one point in time committed to Oregon that ended up not working out. So he's going to go and he's a defensive newcomer of the year in six, five, a division one as a sophomore. Um, and, and his brother, I mean, this is a family thing. Jaden Hullaby was a Texas running back. So, you know, they're they're used to playing on the big stage, and I know that they're yeah. excited to watch Little Brother stay in state as well. So those are just some of the National Signing Day highlights that we felt like needed to be talked about one more time. And then moving on here, we're going to go ahead and take a look at um, – Powers has an entire article up yeah. um, of – hot 100 prospects that are still on the market after early signing period it's a subscriber article so we're not going to give you all of them but we will kind of throw out a little teaser here if you're interested in seeing the rest of them go check that out uh but duncanville defensive end amari abor is obviously still up for grabs cy park out outside linebacker Harold Perkins we talked a lot about those with powers um but you know it's it's one of those things they're going to wait until actual signing day they've got a lot of offers coming in they've had a lot of offers forever and then the other one that I really wanted to point out here I think Gladewater wide receiver DJ Allen is is a dude Mm -hmm. and he's someone that maybe has gone a little bit under recruited um but he's taken official visits to Baylor Arkansas USC um he has one official visit left and then he'll probably end up making that decision after that. But I think that he is a guy that for the entirety of his high school career hasn't gotten the praise necessarily that he deserves. And so these are huge, huge names. There's more of them. Again, you can go check out Greg Powers' article, texasfootball.com slash recruiting. He's got everything that you need to know there. But just some stuff that since we hadn't really been able to break down uh, National Signing Day, early signing day, Whatever. We were kind of so busy last week. <laughs> <laughs> kind of busy for the past two weeks. So there's that. But yeah, Powers was all over the recruiting content for that. And he'll continue to be as we go to actual National Signing Day, um, which will be landing in February there. So with that being said, Malpal, birthday girl tomorrow. Do we have uh, any final thoughts? Oh, let's see. Well, yeah, it's my birthday tomorrow. Um... Yeehaw, if you liked, it. it's amazing. Again, if you liked all of that content, 
We've got a magazine full of it, in-depth mm-hmm. step 400 prospects you can take a look at. Go ahead and subscribe at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. You can get a magazine, and you can look at all of the articles that Greg Powers writes about elite dudes. Elite dudes. That's that's the technical term for it. Um, <laughs> also want to do two more things. One, uh, say, you know, a big uh, rest in peace to John Madden. That yeah. was uh, oh, yeah. that kind of took the world by storm. And so any of us, if you're watching this show, you're just as big as football nerds as we are. And that, you know, to uh, to lose Madden and Dave Campbell within a span of a couple weeks, it's the football community's hearts have been hit pretty hard. Um, yeah. So thank you to him for everything that he's done for football. I mean, one of the best, whether you're looking at a coaching perspective, a broadcasting perspective, someone that inspired a lot of us in the broadcasting community to go in and and do what we do so he left a huge imprint obviously that will never be forgotten so uh, our prayers go to to the Madden family and everyone Um, but a big thank you to him for everything that he did uh, for football and then the last thing that we'll do is um, a programming note so obviously like we've said eight bajillion times we will not be having a show tomorrow on Malpa's actual birthday uh, so wish her happy birthday tomorrow. Um, but we will be off Thursday and Friday. Uh, we've got Cotton Bowl stuff to do. So everybody have a very safe and happy New Year's. Uh, and then we'll be back at the beginning of the year next year. And it'll be normal continued programming you're, you're after that. You're still stuck with us. You're yeah. still stuck with us. Yes, Tepper, Tepper is off, off, off for paternity leave for a couple of weeks. So you'll hang out with us here and we'll party and have a good time. And yeah, but please, please, please stay safe this weekend. Mm -hmm. Stay off the roads, stay safe, and uh, enjoy the new year. It's supposed to drop down to like 45 degrees, and that's the high on Sunday. So, yes, please be aware of any rain that's supposed to happen that could freeze over. So, yes, stay safe. Yeah, anything you can do to keep your loved ones safe over New Year's Eve, the better. So enjoy that, enjoy the new year, and, and we'll see you back then on Monday. But that'll do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Uh, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. And of course, see all of our work on texasfootball.com. Thank you again to Greg Powers for joining us for this week in recruiting for the birthday girl tomorrow. Show everyone one more time. Okay. I wasn't so good. <laughs> Happy birthday. I hope you enjoy Thank your you. day tomorrow and we will celebrate another time. Uh, for Mallory Hartley, I'm Ashley Pickle. Vince Young, please come get your player of the year trophy. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today.